This episode of WTF Landier Radio Show is not brought to you by the World Economic Forum, WEF, but the members of the World Economic Forum are gathering to bring about the abilities to create a phenomenal world. What is the phenomenal world that we are looking into? Well, join the conference in Davos, Switzerland. Maybe you can get on the guest list of the World Economic Forum. WTF and WEF, not in collaboration, but possibly in the future. The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. Parts of this episode are for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Verses 1 to 4, the Apostle Paul records the following. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord is referring to the coming seven-year tribulation period. So you're, uh, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord still cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, or other translations render it peace and security, peace and security, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. We are... Welcome to your WTF Landia radio show, folks. It is your girl, Char Michelle. I hope that you are well. I hope that you are well. Well, 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 folks. Well, as in, like, you know, feel, feeling good. As in, like, you know, alive and hopeful. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast broadcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume. I know that it makes an ass out of you and me, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are well. I mean, I mean, at least you're alive. That's what I'll assume. That cannot make an ass out of you and me, because if you're listening to this, you're definitely alive. It's true. It's definitely true. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, you are going to get a lot of that and a lot of this. And a lot of funky good times because we're here for a good one, not a long one. Okay? So, I wanted to catch us up. We're going to dive right in. Because sometimes, I just want you, I want you to know, just before this, I just finished my date. And I'm not going to lie, i got to be honest here. I have had a lot of dates over the past, I want to say, like, month. I know it's personal, personal life stuff. I never really decided that I would leave you out of my personal life. Neither did I say that I would bring you so so, so, so so far into my personal life. But I had to share that with you because, I mean, I'm not kidding. If I'm going to count the amount of dates that I've had over the past month, it's probably in the hundreds. It's leaning into the hundreds for sure. And, well, for one, why not? Because they are, you know, fun. And if I'm being honest, they taste great. Get your mind out of the gutter, my friends. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That actually cracks me up. I've had a lot of dates. And I said that to say this, that um, the amount of dates that I had was like a joke. was like a joke from from my my child. He says, Mom, I bet if, if you could, you would have 
a lot of dates, and I have been. He's, he's not lying. He's noticed it. I've had them imported from the United States. Even more fun. Look, I'm telling you guys, I'm back to work. I'm making a little bit more, you know, dough. I'm able to splurge a little bit. Why not splurge on a date or two? <laughs> oh, measurables. If you know, you know. Anyways, I'm taste, it's tasty, so I'm just getting them out of my teeth. Never mind. Let's stick to the script here. <laughs> the U.S. people, the news here is not the dates, not the dates that I've been having, but the dates that we should be talking about here are formally the dates that we should all know about because they are what is changing up. It's flipping the script, so to speak, um, in American politics. And beyond, because not only does it affect American politics, but it definitely affects it definitely affects the uh, you know standing with uh, our world, our world standing. To be honest, so we are talking about uh, the fact that there was a cause for a ceasefire in this podcast broadcast. Okay, this just. On the eighth of December, there was a cause for a call for UN Security Council to invoke a ceasefire over in Gaza, in the in in the Israeli Gaza Gaza war um, uh, conflict, and uh, well, <laughs> just as I predicted. Uh, or I shouldn't say I predicted. I just got my spidey senses up. I got my, I'm talking to the Lord. I'm reading the Bible and I'm just looking at the timeline to be honest of what the Lord has been talking about. And, uh, right there at the top of this episode, that was, uh, Chad, brother Chad. He's has got a channel on, um, YouTube called Watchmen on the wall. He and I seem to be, you know, speaking to the Lord very often because either I'll put out a message first about this or he'll put out a message just before. And so we're on par with what the Lord is talking about on his biblical timeline, prophetic timeline. And this one is out of fresh out of First Thessalonians, the, the, the peace and security. We've done a podcast broadcast on that before. And so if you haven't heard that, then you need to go back and listen to one of these 300 and 400 plus episodes of podcast deliciousness. Politically, political deliciousness, society and cultural deliciousness, I might add. If you're into that sort of thing, that's why you're here. Then go check it out because we've talked about this before. But peace and security is a chapter in the Bible that is very loud and very clear for such a time as this. And uh, so at that at that UN Security Council meeting where there was a call for a ceasefire, uh, the United States vetoed a resolution calling for the ceasefire oh good old us of a said nah i mean i'm just wondering biden and biden's administration and whoever made that decision in council what 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 don't what what do you know that we don't know Uh, why (laughs) this war sounds like a humanitarian crisis and we said no we vetoed the decision nah nah we're not done we're not done being a being a a, a menace <laughs> over in, in Gaza. <laughs> Why? What? I feel like enough is enough. Personally, I feel like I'd be like, you know what? The world's calling for a ceasefire. Many of the citizens of the world, not minus the powers that be in the g- lo- local governments, um, but many of the citizens. So most of the uh, governments around the country are listening to their citizens because they are the ones that put them in the office. After all. Uh, the Biden administration is saying nah. <laughs> we stand to make a good dollar. What is it? <laughs> Why? There's literally children. Okay, you know what? Biden looks like he might eat children. He definitely certainly sniffs them and he tells them to, to rub the hair off his legs in the pool. I don't, I'm not sure I heard that wrong, but it's weird. He's weird. I don't talk about Biden much on this podcast broadcast because I can't get my I suffer from memory loss when I talk when I get ready to, to speak on him. I don't even remember what I'm gonna say half the time. <laughs> but I do understand that I do know one thing. And this is weird. 
The Security Council vote on the resolution backed by Arab states had 13 in favor and one Babylon. I mean, the U.S. against while the United Kingdom abstained. The U.K. was like, well, that's our friends. <laughs> the U.S. is our friend. We're going to abstain or else we're going to be in bad blood with Amazon. We'll just abstain. I mean, at 13 of you guys already said, yes, it seems like it's on your side. It's fine. The U.S. is the most powerful country so far in the world and said, uh, no, we're not going to publicly embarrass them. So we're going to say, yeah, no. But we really mean, yeah, but, yeah, we can't say it out loud. You know, Justin Trudeau. And they don't even talk about Canada. Justin Trudeau is definitely not going to say no. He's going to be, he's, I don't know. He's weird. He's going for a jog. (sighs) (laughs) After the vote, the U.S. deputy (laughs) represent. He's running like Forrest Gump. After the vote, the U.S. deputy representative of the U.N., Robert Wood, said the resolution was rushed and ignored. U.S. diplomatic efforts to get more aid into Gaza and free hostages taken by Hamas militants in October 7th attack on Israel. We propose language. This is uh, this is Robert Wood, the U.N. representative Robert Wood says, you know, we propose language that would have reinforced the life-saving diplomacy. Look, we got to be we got to act like we're doing it. We, 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 we being good. We just need language that says what we needed to say. We don't need language like go in there and stop this war. We need to free some hostages. And before then, we will not back down because we are the most powerful nation in the world. And we're giving our weapons away like pot cakes. And if somebody comes to attack us, which is like maybe five to ten kings, I mean, head, head horsemen, I mean, uh, uh, bricks, I mean, or whatever, if they come attack us, we need all of our weaponry to be over in Israel. I mean, it's just not making sense. I'm not sure. Yeah, you see that? That made you just as confused as it made me. But here we are. Okay, so we needed some language. We need some language changes. Encourage the we is a the would said. Unfortunately, nearly all of our uh, recommendations were ignored. Well, yeah, because they're trying to cause for a ceasefire that doesn't need the language can't be like you know languagey for the whole world. Everybody speaks different languages, especially the thirteen Arab nations that thought the language was fine. They thought let's save some lives. U.S. thought, nah, not so much. We've got some things to do. We need language to be right. We need at least, you know, some more hostages released and a little bit more threat. You know, just kind of, I feel like the U.S. in this situation feels like Instagram on my neck. Instagram has been blocking me from... I, I, I shared a video on Instagram. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go ahead and be honest. First of all, it, Instagram doesn't like me very much. Ever since I've had an Instagram account, my algorithm sucks. Either Instagram's algorithm sucks or people just don't like me. And I think I'm cute. I'm kind of nice. I block people every now and again. But that's just a part of my, you know, peace and security. But uh, Instagram does not allow me to get a lot of views. It tell me right off the gate in my... In my... uh instagram account status you will not be shown on for you pages you will not be recommended to people who are not following you because well that was this is they they they, they've been doing this for the whole time instagram has been a thing to me but they finally got a reason to do it and it was over in october when i shared a, a video of drake showing us a video of him he was like on live instagram live drake Champagne Poppy on Instagram, Canadians, Toronto, T. T. Dot's uh, finest, I think that's what they call him. He calls himself. He was uh, sharing an Instagram thing on his live, then which was screen recorded, and it just so happens that he, you know, he was, he was, he was giving somebody some brain knowledge. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was smart. He was smartening up over there on, on, on Instagram. And he was, well, there was a video on his phone that he showed to Instagram live of him having some stuff on his face from a little head knowledge that he was giving off. 
And it wasn't like my date. So trust me. The date I'm eating is a fruit mezzanol. If you know, you know. Okay? I've been eating those for the past, you know, month. Mm. That's the dates I was talking about, just in case y'all didn't know. But anyway, so Drake wasn't really being a professor. He was, well, working out his DSLs, okay? As Khloe Kardashian would say. Ah, And then I shared that on my story. I go, Jake, I mean, Drake, you know? And then I kind of was like being very serious. Like, it's time to change this thing around. You can, you can too find the only peace and security that you can find in the Lord. It's time to change your ways. I've done several things that I don't feel proud about that I wouldn't want to show on Instagram live. So I'm not trying to say I'm better than Drake, but I'm just saying that right now we need to pick a side. And so I showed the screenshot of the video or I, no, I just shared, reshared, reshared the video that some, you know, page that I was following shared. There seems to be fine. They had thousands and hundreds and thousands of comments, but I reposted it. And they were like, boom. You can't go live for five months. You will not recommend your page. You cannot monetize your page. And we might take away your blue check mark that you spend a pretty penny for, as many people think. <laughs> are you are you meta-vetified? <laughs> Anyways, don't be a hater. Be a congratulator. So... That guy, that Drake must have, I tagged him in it. That man must have really went and just shared my my video repost to Instagram. And they took me out for at least six months to a year, I think. I can't do anything besides exist. And the people that follow me, the 3,000 people, 2,000 people that follow me, they can only just, you know, see what I got going on. The world can't, even though I got some stuff going on around the world. I'm doing some campaigns that be shown worldwide, but I can't be shown worldwide on Instagram. Instagram, get your boot, a high heel boot off my neck, please. But this is what this war seems like. No one, everybody wants to be, wants Instagram to pull their boot off my neck so they can see me. I mean, I do anyways. And Instagram doesn't want to. They said, no, we're not done here. It's because I pro, and I don't think it's about the Drake thing. I want to go back to say this. I don't think it's about the Drake thing. Drake, but you shouldn't, Wow. You were doing the most. You wow, wow, that's dark. It's dark. You're right. The six, the six dot god is dark. He's a dark n word. Huh. Yeah. In all my years, I hadn't got that much out of it. Ah, my goodness, buddy. Whoa. Goodness gracious. Either this guy was locked in and loaded for a good three years, or you just really got it out of him that way. Drake, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, this is not, this hasn't been back, backed and verified by the Lord. I just, I'm trying, I, I'm just trying to, look, I'm just saying what I saw in that video. Yeah, it was, I, I was sharing with my adult, uh, mature audiences only. And I think that that Drake shouldn't have been sharing that on his live Instagram. He should have been kicked off of Instagram for at least ever. And here I am reposting something that is posted Seems to be clearing the air fine, but I tagged Drake in it. Drake saw it and didn't like it, and he put me in Instagram jail. And no ceasefire. Ah. So here we are. Anyways, maybe uh, Dubai wants what I have going. I don't think they would allow that Drake into their country with that video popping around. Anyways, Arab countries urge the U.S. to push for a truce. Several foreign ministers of Arab countries that would have been pushing for a ceasefire met with the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, in Washington shortly after the U.S. veto. They go, I'm sorry, what language are you talking about? We seem to think the language is fine. You're the only one that doesn't. Your UK comrades are uh, holding holding out like a holdout house because they don't want to be looked at like a bad friend. But, you know, there's 13 of us and two of you. You got to get it together. <coughs> so they call the three, UN 377 article to, to, to figure this out. This is going to happen tomorrow on the Tuesday, the 12th. While Blinken's aide said he wanted to talk about the future of Gaza once Israel defeats Hamas, Jordan's foreign, min- foreign minister, Aman Safidi, rejected that approach. Today's failure to support the call for a humanitarian 
America. How's that language? It's a humanity. There's some just some just some bad play here happening. It's like a chess game. I I jump over my my player and they shoot me with a pistol. That's not it's not nice. It's just a chess game. This is kind of give you guys an idea of what's happening over there in Israel, Gaza conflict. Okay, they're jumping over uh, you know a checkers chip and they're getting blasted in the face with a nine. What's happening, and so no one can understand why the U.S. don't want to pull out. Even the Americans don't understand why. This is why I say, and when I say after the time I'm mad at China, I'm not mad at the people. I'm mad at the CCP. The Americans don't want nothing to do with this. Babylon is trying to not be Jeremiah 50 right now, and here we are walking right into uh, World War Three. Yeah, Biden. Um. Anyways. So today's failure to support the call for a humanitarian ceasefire is an endorsement of further killing of Palestinians, further violations of international law, further commitment of war crimes, Safadi said. Israel is basically doing whatever it wants in defiance. Um, Israel is just doing whatever it thinks it wants in defiance of its allies, creating a horrific situation in Gaza and then wants us to come in and clean the mess. We will not do that. Safari's not, we ain't playing this. You either come out now and clean up yourself or just keep it going and let America do that. But America, America, Babylon, baby, you're tripping. Jeremiah 50 is upon you. Read it, people. If you have not read, read Jeremiah 50, if you haven't read a chapter in the Bible, read that right now because it's very clear of what we're looking at here. Peace and security comes before Yeshua HaMashiach comes and, and the Lord God Almighty says, you know, from what I've gathered and what I've read, go get my children. What are we waiting for? I haven't been able to sleep at, since, you know, for a month either after all my dates. I don't know what that's about, but usually when I can't sleep, the Lord wants me to pray. What's happening? I need to listen to that call because I think I feel like it's about to get real, real fast here, people. If you don't listen to any podcast, you listen to the right one. World War Three is amongst us, people. The peace and security meeting happens just before, you know, some people aren't saved, rescued, according to the Bible. But those, those those of us who are not caught off guard are not caught off our guard because we are safe, sanctified, and waiting on the G- and the Lord Jesus. You know? Anyways, the draft didn't condemn ha- Hamas. Wood said the resolution's authors declined to condemn Hamas' October 7th attack that killed 1,200 people, including women and children and elderly. So they didn't, the, the draft didn't condemn Hamas. It's like these bad guys went in there and did this first. But... We're going to pull out because this war is not looking good. Is that what you guys wanted them to say, U.S.? What did you want to hear exactly? What's the wording? What's the language you need? Look, Hamas went in there and they did something dirty on October 7th. Took a couple hours of people and horrible. I do not condemn that. I mean, I do not agree with that myself personally. This is Sharma Michelle speaking. I think that's horrible that people died like that the way they did. Sneak attack or whatever they, they call it. Uh, however, since then... There's been a lot of dirty deeds been happening on the behalf of the Israeli army. And years before that, if you want to count prior to that. But anyways, in response to a mass attack, Israel's two-month military campaign has killed more than 17,400 Palestinians in Gaza Strip. Most of them women and children. That's the humanitarian part that's got everybody's spidey senses up except for the United States, apparently. But, you know... I mean, it seems like apples and oranges to the, you know, 500 plus people that got indicted and arrested on that Disney child trafficking scheme. And then, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and ugh. it seems like we don't have our priorities in line. We need language on that, too. Right. We need language. We need the names of the language of that's on that Jeff, Jeff Epstein flight log. Biden, have you been there? But what, what do we need the language on? What's the how's the language we need? What I'm just asking. Allegedly. What do we need? Anyways, um, 17,400 Palestinians in Gaza Strip, most of them women and children, according to the territory's health ministry, which does not differentiate between civilian and combat casualties in in its figures. Wood added that the draft also failed to acknowledge that Israel has the right to defend itself (coughs) against terrorism. Israeli ambassador to the U.S., Gilead Erdogan, Thank the U.S. for standing firmly by our side, Israeli ambassador, of course. Writing on X, formerly Twitter, he said, a ceasefire will be possible only with the return of all hostages. Okay, so all the hostages aren't going to be returned, 
We know that. And the destruction of Hamas. And you guys are going to say there's still Hamas even on other soils, right? So until the Hamas is destroyed everywhere in the world, which you guys have told us there's sleeper cells all over the world of Hamas, right? Then we cannot stop this war. The language ain't going to be languaging around here. Is Is that what you guys are saying? Gilead and Biden administration? Until they hear words like, you know, the sleeper, all Hamas sleeper cells have been destroyed and Hamas has been destroyed and, and all of the hostages have been returned. If one of them's dead, we're never going to stop this war. It's going to go on for forever. I did just say that. I don't think that we're going to get that language people. I think we're rolling into World War III because uh, I think that if the United States thinks that they're big enough of a head to make those decisions, the world's going to answer. I mean, the world's going to come knocking because there's other countries that have, you know, warships and things like that. And there's also people probably within those countries that have um, been fed up as well, probably, is what they've been saying anyway. Sleeper cells and all this crap. So, America, what's the plan game here? I don't think we're going to get all the hostages back, Israel. I don't think that's possible for us to um, stop everything before everything stops. This doesn't seem like the language is going to language itself in this case. So a humanitarian ceasefire with all the women and children that have been annihilated in this senseless, silly war. I don't even know what this war is about at this point. It should stop. And then you guys should figure out how to get everybody else together. Slap each other around in a room, in a padded room or something like that. Do that. But don't keep this war going and funneling in weaponry. This is weird. Biden administration, Israel, Israel, what is going on with y'all? Well, the Lord will answer that. Jeremiah 50 seems ever near. Look up, people. The Lord is coming back soon. Jesus, Yeshua, Mashiach. The U.S. has previously vetoed a U.N. Security Council, Council sim, uh, resolution on similar grounds. Russia and China vetoed a U.S. resolution to condemn the Hamas attack. Oh, Russia and China vetoed a U.S. resolution to condemn the Hamas attack. The cause for the release of hostages and allow aid to Gaza. They condemned that. They go, oh, bad, bad guys. That's Russia and China. That's bricks. That's part of the brick, 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 brick. Or RC. They're the RC and BRICS. If you get my drift, Brazil, Russia, Iran, China, South Af- Africa. And the other people who are down with the BRICS who want to be in that g- gang gang. They're not, they condemn that. They say, oh, no, nah, that's not cool, U.S. What, y'all play dirty like that? Okay, what about if we play dirty up in you? This is what I'm thinking. This is my brain thinking, okay? This is my brain just chipping it, chipping away at this. Earlier this week, UN Sec- Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez evoked a rarely used article of the UN Charter to urge the Security Council to press to avert a humanitarian catastrophe. He looks like the good guy. He looks like the, the Antichrist, the guy who's coming to bring peace out of chaos. But I don't think so. I mean, I don't know who's anti. If you're not for Christ, you're against Christ. So I don't know if it's a guy or if it's a group of people or what. But it seems very, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, hey, 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 we got to make peace out of chaos. Just read your Bible, folks. Now you understand what I'm talking about there. Humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Palestinian militants need to happen. That's the Antichrist will come in the Bible. It talks about this guy who come to bring peace out of chaos because people are going to be searching for peace after all this chaos, after the rapture happens. They're going to tell you that it was an alien invasion. They're going to tell you that, well, when Elon Musk went and shot his pocket rocket at the firmament, that then a bunch of people went missing and Leah left. Your your, your Bible-thumping neighbors and, you know, Jesus fearing Jesus um, uh, following podcast broadcast like WTF Landia when these people have gone and they've they've they can't hear from them anymore then this why why because Elon's firmament situation let them escape no it is called the rapture of the church Jesus is near to the brokenhearted and you will hear of wars and rumors of, of wars but you do not fear because the end is not yet this this message needs to be preached far and wide people need to know about jesus people need to know what times we're living in right now do not be fooled 
by the the idea of the law uh, the logic behind peace and security that's logical no one wants to see this war happen anymore but the the issue with that is is that or the 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 the, the more pertinent fact with that is is that that leads to chaos once we talk about the peace and security that's when you know the chaos will happen and those people will not be saved the ones that didn't believe and the ones that didn't got rescued okay the rapture right so do you want to be raptured up is what i'm asking because what's what you what's un's resolution 377a let's talk about what that is let's talk about that that's very important Atlantia halftime show. Press pause and go ahead and grab your favorite snack and your most tasty drink. And we'll meet you back here in just a few. Well, on that little break, I took a, I took a date. I'm not gonna lie, I took a date. Ah, so tasty. Well, if you think about it, now that we, my dates have been exposed. Um, it's if you take a date and you stuff it with a walnut or a cashew, and you dip it in white chocolate, that date becomes a healthy snicker. Try it and thank me later. Put a little sea salt on top. Oh. Anyways, that's how my dates have been going for the past month. <laughs> my hips won't lie. <laughs> Anyways, back to the business at hand. What's UN Resolutions 3A, 377A? And can it help with the efforts to stop the Israeli-Gaza conflict? Well, um... The UN General Assembly again voted on a non-binding resolution calling for a humanitarian truce in Gaza and a cessation of hostilities between Israel and the Palestinian armed group Hamas on October 27th. Um, the wording wasn't right enough for the U.S., so they vetoed it. They dropped that down. They were like, nope, not sounding good to us. So the U.S. veto on Friday against a proposed UN Security Council Resolution calling for immediate ceasefire in Gaza has triggered conversations and a call to action to use rare UN resolution in efforts to stop Israel's brutal war on Gaza. This, my friends, is happening December the 12th, Tuesday, 2023. That is tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast today or if you're listening to in the future, that happened on December the 12th, 2023. Okay? It's probably going to be over Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> because, well, how do you meet together in such worry times? We're, we're safe to meet. <laughs> Besides on the, on the phone. He used to call me on the cell phone. Now we call each other on Zoom. Anyways, Egypt. Oh, Drake. How much? How did you get that much? Anyways, Egypt and Mary to Tiania, Mary Mari Tania, Mari Tania, Mari Tawana, Mari Tanina, Mari Tanania. On Monday, invoked a resolution three seven seven eight V, and this is to call for an emergency meeting of the UN General Assembly UNGA on uh, Tuesday. The resolution says that if the UNSC, that um, the United the UN United Nations Security Council is not able to discharge its primary responsibility of maintaining global peace due to lack of unanimity, unanimity in uh, UNGA can step in. The UNGA, General Assembly, the United Nations General Assembly can step in. and uh, But it comes with riders. 
And the UN, United Nations General Assembly, UNGA, recommendations are legally non-binding, which means it its proposals can be ignored without any consequences. It means that they're good together and they sit at a round table and say, look, we heard your cries, we're trying. Now, if you didn't, it's like if me, if I call and I go and complain to my principal, she doesn't hear me, she doesn't return my email, and then I go and I say, I'm going to go talk to the school board, and the school board doesn't hear me, or they say, you know, go talk to your, you know, your the parent that's angry at you someone's got to at least sit and send an email and make a round table and say look we tried doesn't mean anything's gonna be done about it but they can just say look we, we we heard we heard you we emailed you back so this is like the un's version of that they can say okay well we're trying we heard you we're gonna get on a zoom meeting we're gonna say this is what we say we all say yes these fires seems logical does one guy says no it ain't gonna stop the party from popping continuing to pop off and in this case, the party being the Israel-Gaza conflict war. Okay, so that's just, you know, because I got, you know, it's WTF Landia radio show. We got to give you guys the, 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 the easy, the layman's terms of things. Because I like layman's terms. Not because you're not smart enough. You're smart. You're smarter than I am, sure. That's why you picked this brilliant podcast. But anyways, Israel has ignored several binding UN resolutions in the past. Thanks mainly to the diplomatic backing of Washington. This is the big guys up here saying, well, we're bigger than this. You guys can't do anything about it. We're going to keep it going. So what's the resolution? What's its history? And can it be used to get around the U.S. veto and stop the devastating war that has killed more than 18,000 Palestinians since October 7th? Well, Section A of Resolutions 337A v. 377AV, also known as Uniting for Peace, is aimed at resolving a situation in which the UN fails to exercise its primary responsibility for the maintenance of international peace and security. There that is right there. Peace and security. Because security council members can't see eye to eye. You can't get peace and security if everybody's not seeing eye to eye, right? It empowers the General Assembly firstly to convene a meeting through the Secretary General. The assembly is meant to make recommendations to members for collective measures, including the use of armed forces when necessary. At least one member of the UN Security Council or a group of General Assembly members will need to be in favor of convening the revolution, the resolution for it to come into effect. So at least uh, one member of the UN Security Council must. And we have 13 that said, yeah, they were already in agreement. So we know how that's going to turn out, right? It's whether or not, in my opinion, this is going to say this meeting tomorrow is going to be like U.S. Did y'all fix the language on that now? Is all the Hamas killed in, in at least in Gaza, but probably all over the world now? Okay, well, no, we're not stopping. This is what I think is going to happen tomorrow. But you guys keep your ears to the streets. What about this idea? The idea to envision additional powers for the Secretary General to potentially break a deadlock was adopted as a result of the Korean War in 1950, which saw North Korea invade its southern neighbors after years of hostilities between the two countries. At the time, the former, former Soviet Union was, was blocking any de- determination by the, the Security Council to stop the war, prompting the... 377V resolution to be passed on November 3rd in 1950. This came after the U.S. managed to secure a backing for the idea that the General Assembly needed to be empowered to enhance its capabilities in protecting global security. So just in case they don't want to abide by that, at least we can all get together and say, well, we tried. It's not going to stop. It's not legally binding again because of the language, right? Where, where has it been used before, though, up until this point, besides, you know, it being created around the North Korean war on its neighbors? The resolution is not widely used, but it has been been known to employ several times, be employed several times over decades to help resolve a variety of conflicts, including the Congo crisis in 1960. Oh, that's still happening, though, guys. Come on, let's, let's employ that now. The conflicts between India and Pakistanian in 1971, Pakistan, and the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan in 1980. A crucial element of the resolution is that it affirms the General Assembly maybe, may, may, if deemed appropriate, recommended the use of force 
In that sense, the resolution has been implemented only once in the Korean crisis. Resolution 377A was used to convene an emergency session of the General Assembly in 1951 due to lack of consensus amongst the UNSC members. It led to the passing of UN Resolution 498, which said that China had militarily engaged in the Korean War. It was for the first time that the UN treated a nation as an aggressor amid a war. The resolution did not explicitly refer to the uniting of peace resolution, but it exactly copied its text in the saying, United Safety Council, Security Council, had failed to carry out its global responsibility effectively due to discord among members. It called upon all states and authorities to continue to lend every assistance to the United Nations accord um, action in Korea, which meant military assistance. It did not, however, lead to the deployment of force by the UN, which called for a ceasing hostilities. The, uni- the Uniting for Peace function is different from the organization's peacekeeping function or the UN emergency force, the first of which was established in 1956 to monitor the front line between Israel and Egypt. The UNEF did not have a combat function that was meant to neutralize conflict solely through the presence of its force. UN peacekeeping forces are now active in a dozen countries, including Lebanon, where the minority of a cessation of hostilities with Israel and ensure humanitarian assistance to civilians after several conflicts. Can it be used to stop the war in Gaza? Well, the UN's Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, could potentially be empowered to convene an emergency session of the General Assembly within 24 hours if there is a call by at least one member of the Security Council, which is tomorrow, guys. Member states could then make a recommendation for collective action, which could mean resorting to more extreme options if agreed upon, including military action. If Israel doesn't stop doing what they're doing, multiple nations, multiple, this is what it sounds like to me, Member states could then make recommendations for collective action, which could mean resorting to more extreme options if agreed upon, including military action. Means they can go ahead and get their friends, and we can all be friends, and World War III can begin. That's what it sounds like here. UK and America can sit in Canada, probably Canada, can uh, take them take them L's in a minute, probably from either sleeper cells or from. I don't know how this is gonna happen, but this is yeah, yo, wow. Are y'all listening? Are y'all reading? Am I well? This is why you hear this podcast. Podcast, you don't have to listen and read. I'll do it for you. I'm just regurgitating my thoughts. I'll allow you to yours. But all resolutions and decisions of the General Assembly are just that recommendations. This means that unlike some Security Council decisions, these resolutions are not, again, these are not legally binding. That means whatever decision they make, even if Antonio Gutierrez decides to go ahead and take some more action, it still ain't going to stop it. It shouldn't be more people involved, more boots on the ground. Are y'all ready to send your children off to a war, your, your young men off to a war, young women, young identifiers of men and women? I bet, I'm wondering how many people are going to identify with, with being an army person in a minute. Because that's what's going to happen. If this, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm fairly sure. Anyways, regardless, there has been growing discussion and calls online for the UN to use this power. They only gathered pace after Gutierrez decided on Wednesday to evoke Article 99 of the UN Charter to formally warn the Security Council that Israel's war on Gaza is now a global threat. Speaking of the Doha Forum, on Sunday, the UN chief said that he will not give up appealing for a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza despite Friday's veto. U.S., he's not going to stop. I urge the Security Council to press to avert a humanitarian catastrophe. And I also reiterated my appeal for a humanitarian ceasefire to be declared. Regrettably, the Security Council failed to do it, but that does not make it less necessary, Gutierrez said. Why does U.S. keep vetoing ceasefires? Well, Washington has consistently vetoed any Security Council's resolutions that have demanded an immediate ceasefire and bringing in more significant amounts of humanitarian aid to besieged Palestinians. Wow. Because if U.S. wants to be these type of people, it doesn't just fall for whatever. They don't just say, okay, yeah, ceasefire, sure. 
The latest came on Friday when the 13 remaining of the U.S. of the 15 current members of the U.S. United Security Council voted in favor of a resolution co-sponsored by a hundred other countries. The United Kingdom abstained. It led to yet another deadlock in efforts to stop Israel's ground and air assaults that have killed nearly 18,000 Palestinians since the October 7th Hamas attack that killed over 1,100 people in Israel. Hamas also took more than 200 captives, dozen of whom have been released as a part of the truce deal that also saw hundreds of Palestinians freed from Israel prisons. Amid the mounting criticisms and persisting demonstrations around the globe, Washington has maintained that it is against an immediate ceasefire because it would allow Hamas to recover and to continue to pose a security threat to Israel. Hamas and other Palestinian resistance groups have waged an armed rebellion against decades of Israeli occupation and blockade. Israel has also been accused of implementing measures such as building settlements on Palestinian lands, which was happening before this major, you know, eyes on this war happens. We've been looking at this. I've been talking about this on this podcast for almost two years now, but now it became more of a, of a, of a, global visual when the October 7th attacks happened, right? So the U.S. believes its own political interventions would be more effective in trying to ensure that Israel avoids civilian deaths while doing its best to secure the release of captains held in Gaza and making strides to towards a Western-backed goal of destroying Hamas. Well, you can't do that fully and completely, U.S., but Israel does not seem to have paid heed to the U.S. advice on protection of Palestinian civilians, with more than 80% of the casualties being civilians. This is not a war about the people, and the, 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 the military men, about the Hamas at all. This is a war on civilians. I mean, let's just keep it a buck here, people. This ain't about Hamas, is it? Or as I were saying, I feel like there's some dollars to, to be made. Keep your eye on the market if you're into that thing. I'm not, I don't know what's going on there. But I think that, ah, my goodness, if at bare minimum, we're ushering in Jeremiah 50 and we're ushering in the rapture of the church. Because let me tell you what, that, my friends, is bizarre. When you say no to, when the whole world is up in arms, and I think almost all the countries went to protest about this war. They said, you know, a lot of women and children are dying. This doesn't seem right. Let's go ahead and protest. And the U.S. says, no, screw your protest. We're vetoing that. We're going to keep this thing going until we're done with it. Until it's all out of our, all this muck and guck of Hamas is out of the world. I don't know. And the thing about it is it sounds nice on paper. But how can you be assured that the Hamas would be eliminated everywhere? How do you get that? So you don't get that. You don't get that definite. So you just keep war popping or what? This seems like a cleansing, people. I now I see why everybody's up in arms. It seems like a this seems like a destruction of a whole people. They couldn't do it bit by bit, year by year, because that's just how people work. People keep having babies and keep people keep pro procreating and still living under occupation, still somehow loving and living and growing the population of Palestinian people until they're gone or what? There's no kids to go to school anymore out there. What the heck are we talking about? What the Biden administration? What is really good? I need to know. Anyways, if you're keeping your eye on this, keep your eye on this one thing. Jesus Christ is real and he's coming soon. I don't care what you believe. You better believe that. You better have faith. You better open up your faith ears and think about what you might be uh, missing out on if you don't if you don't turn to the Lord right now. I have said this over the past, I don't know, year because I've been, you know, I used to say it very chill. And now I'm just saying it. Lord, wake up and find the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a, He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to heaven but through, through Jesus Christ, period. No one gets to the Father but through the Son. That's John 10. Read John 10. All of it. Okay, it'll tell you. Oh, 
my goodness. Anyways, uh, U.S., I just want to know if Biden has a little space in his um, schedule open. If he would like to come and join me on an episode of WTF Landia Radio Show, we can get down to the get down, find out why we're vetoing uh, humanitarian causes for sea calls for ceasefires and why that's such an outlandish idea and why the uh, UN 377 Article V has to be evoked. And what we might look at after that, if there needs to be more military intervention, my friends, it is about to go up. 2024 is about to be lit in the most weird way. I mean, I mean, get it together, people. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is coming soon. Later. that we will see the day approaching. And it's going to be at a time when they are saying peace and safety or peace and security, peace and security. And then what happens? Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So it talks about an escape there. So What's the escape from? Well, we know according to scripture that Jesus Christ is going to rapture all of those that are born again believers in Jesus Christ before the tribulation period begins. WTF Landia Radio Disclaimer. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless specifically stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio radio show does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, products, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or contents of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no response responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws such as materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or, or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in the podcast. First of all, I'm going to keep saying loud and clearly that I am a feminist. Look closely. There's nothing there. Without balls, he's a man lost and confused. I am a feminist. I am a feminist.